morning. Oh, good morning. <laughs> I forgot I didn't have it strapped to my ear. Um, good morning. I'm really glad you're here. Uh, it's good to be with you this morning. I'm Randy Lanthrop. I'm the senior pastor of Church in the Valley. And uh, th- this is a great this is a great day. This is a very significant day for uh, Church in the Valley and Church in the Valley Alhambra. So I'm I'm very glad that you're able to join us. How many of you have been in position to need a job and then search for it? Honestly, that's one of the worst things I've ever done in my life is look for a job. That is agonizing. It's excruciating, and I can't go in. And if you're looking for a job, uh, God bless you in your search, and may you find one soon because the pain will be over. How many of you have had the experience of being found by a job? Oh, hey, all right, a few of us. Uh, Maybe you were contacted by a headhunter who found your resume somewhere and you filled the requirements he or she was looking for and they gave your name or maybe a friend knew you needed a job. Their recommendation opened up the opportunity for you. You weren't looking for it, but the opportunity presented itself and you you jumped on it. You You got right on it. The two men who are the focus of the service today... Uh, have the shared experience of a job finding them and not an employment agency, not uh, a referral from a friend, but they were found and assigned the work that they're undertaking by the living God himself. And so we're celebrating that today. Now, the reality of that assignment from God himself really weighs on a person. It's it's a heavy thing. Uh, the, the word, the Hebrew word for significance is, or, or for giving God glory, <clears throat> has to do with, it's a heavy weight. You give God the weight of significance that belongs to him. And that's that's how significant things are. They weigh on you. And so... Uh, you understand both Alex, who is handing the baton to Jeep, and Jeep, who's receiving the baton. Uh, they understand the sobriety, the soberness of the effort that they're about to undertake and that they have been undertaking. And um, also, Paul understood this. Paul, the apostle, uh, who was an early leader in the church of the first century, God found him and gave him an assignment, literally found him on a road. Uh, but Paul ended up starting many churches throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, he followed up with those churches. He started by sending letters to them to help them understand important truths and aspects of what it means to follow Christ and to be a part of his church and how to the framework for the church, how to put it together, and how to conduct uh, its affairs. First and second Timothy were written to one of his protégés to give instructions on how to carry out the ministry of the church. And you gain Paul's heart and his perspective as you read through it. I'd like to read 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 12 to you. 
Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, not because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, or Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard uh, until that day what has been entrusted to me. Notice the phrase, I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. The Greek word, this was originally written in Greek, the Greek word literally means to put or to place. So he was appointed. The idea is that God has put or placed him in his role, and I don't, I don't know why. I don't know how this translates exactly, but I think about setting a diamond just in the right place, how that really adds value to a ring. And this is how God works in selecting people for ministry roles. He finds you and he appoints you to do that role. That's, that's for all of us, but especially for those who are called to go into vocational uh, ministry, uh, that that is certainly the case as well. Now, today marks the end of a process that Church in the Valley has been going through. Uh, about two years ago, well, actually exactly two years ago, um, Alex uh, had, uh, well, eight years ago now. Is it eight years? Is that right, bro? Okay, eight years ago, Alex told me since God calling him to plant a church, and he thought Rancho Cucamonga at the time, he got close, Fontana is close, right across the freeway, but um, anyway, and I, that made sense to me. I, I could get behind that. He asked me how long that uh, I'd like him to give to helping Church in the Valley get going, and I said three to five years, uh, and this is eight years later. <laughs> And uh, anyway, two years ago, I decided, okay, it's never going to be the perfect situation to launch Alex. So we just need to set set the date, August 29, uh, 18. What, what year is this? <laughs> Not quite sure. <laughs> August 2018. That was a test. That was a little test. Um, August 2018, we just go for it. And so... In January of 2017, we started a pastor search team here at the Alhambra campus, and we began to pray. We began to search. We began to look for God's man uh, that we sensed God was appointing to do the work here as pastor over this congregation. And uh, the search team uh, came up with recommendations and the Church and Valley Advisory Team, who's made up of uh, uh, Neil Walker, who's here at this campus, Nathan Lewis, and Greg Fuller, who's at the, uh, who they are at the, uh, the last two guys are at the Ontario Ranch Campus. Uh, 
uh, we, we approved. We, we, we have a sense that God has led us to the man that he's appointed for this role. So today, uh, as a result of this process that we've been going through, uh, we're celebrating the passing of the baton from one man to another. Alex Barrett's been carrying the baton of leadership here at Church in the Valley for the past five years ago. God placed him in this role, and I think he's done a fantastic job. He's been faithful in it. He is going to be passing the baton to Jeep Underwood, who will carry that baton into the future. And uh, I believe God God called the right guy. Uh, we at the beginning of this process is very foggy. We weren't quite sure how how God was going to provide the man, where he was going to come from. We thought about all kinds of options. And that's the way it is when you're when you're following God. It's, it's a little foggy, but you know, God sees clearly and he's going to direct. And so uh he he has led us to Jeep and I believe he's appointed Jeep to that role, and Jeep's decided to respond to God's call on his life in this. And I'm personally, I'm grateful for that. I'm really glad he has. So the baton they're passing represents the responsibility to lead the overall effort of Church in the Valley in Alhambra. And uh, here's a baton that we made up that that they're actually going to pass today. Um, I don't think either one of them have ran track in the past. Uh, but the baton that one runner passes to the other is very light. It's very light. But the responsibility that's going from Alex to Jeep is extremely heavy. It, it's so heavy. If we were able to really represent it here, you couldn't lift it by yourself. And so that's where God puts a man in a position where he has to rely on God himself to help him do the work that he has to do. So that's for later. Um, the responsibility to lead a congregation is extremely heavy in significance. In a letter to another protege of his, Paul wrote this to Titus to set out the qualifications of someone who oversees the work of a church, and here's what he says. For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward. And it's sort of a, sort of a add-on comment as God's steward. But the perspective is that we are stewards. Those who lead in church life, those who are responsible for the overall direction of the church are, are just stewards. A steward manages what belongs to someone else. The pastor of a church is responsible for something that belongs to Jesus Christ. I, I just, I was in uh, Dubai. I got back yesterday. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what time it is. But I believe it's about 10 o'clock at night. That's what my body's telling me. Um, but anyway, in Dubai, there are pictures of the emir on many buildings. If you walk into the room, there are the hotels and different locations. There's pictures of the emir. 
in those locations. And what that picture tells you is he owns the place. This is his place. And, and if we were to have a picture of who owns this church body, it would be a picture of Jesus Christ. But really, it's not, we, we don't need a photograph of him projected anywhere, but he's, he's in our hearts. He's in, he's, he's made us a part of his body. And he is the one who leads us and directs us. So those of us who lead in the church should do so to please him, to be faithful to do what he has appointed us to do. And as a congregation, I'd like to say you can be grateful for the man who has been leading you and for the man who is receiving the baton of leadership. Uh, Both of these men have a desire to extend God's kingdom through the church. They've suffered for it. Paul references his suffering. They haven't suffered quite the way that Paul did. Paul was writing that from prison. Um, But they, they have sacrificed to lead, to extend the kingdom forward. Uh, Alex chose to wait to delay his launch of his church uh, and basically did that to look to the interests of the church in the valley. And once it became clear that he needed to lead here in this campus, sold his house in Ontario and moved here because he, he can't really lead a ministry from afar. He and Sam uh, did that, sold, and, and moved right in here. Uh, Jeep, when the Alhambra campus was first starting up, turned down a promotion. And it seemed like a significant promotion to me. He said, I really didn't want that job. You know, every time I bring this up, he says, I didn't really want that job. But it was more responsibility, more money. And Many guys just chase that kind of thing. But his heart was on the kingdom. So you have two men's, men who, men's, you have two men who have been setting the pace in, in this. Uh, and, and they've been willing to sacrifice. Jesus taught us what it, what's required to bear fruit in ministry and extend his kingdom. It requires someone to sacrifice time, money, energy. To serve him. Here's what he said in John 12, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I'm grateful for the sacrifices of both these men uh, that they've been willing to make to this point. And as they continue to respond to God's call to sacrifice, they will bear much fruit. Of course, they can't do it without the body here without you all. Uh, Church of the Valley Alhambra is a land of opportunity. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity in who God has brought together to be a part of this congregation and how God can use the gifts of everyone here to extend his kingdom further. What God is doing here is incredibly significant. There's a weight to it. It's, it's a heavy thing. You you don't ever see reports of how it's going in churches on the six o'clock news or the 11 o'clock or 10 or whichever one you watch. 
the work of churches and small bands of followers of Christ are the most significant thing going on on this face, on the face of the earth. Most significant thing in the world. And those who choose to sacrifice will experience the joy of bearing fruit for God's kingdom. So that's what God's called us to do. You've been blessed to have Alex serve. And I know you will be blessed as Jeep receives the baton and begins to lead. So this morning, what's going on here is we're witnessing the transition of a ministry stewardship and the weight of all that between one man, Alex Barrett, to another man, Jeep Underwood. With all this in mind, I'd like to hand it off to Alex now, who will take us forward in the celebration. Thank you, Randy. Well, good morning, everybody. I got all my tears out in the first two songs. I'm telling myself that. We'll see. I heard that. We will see. Um, I, I'm really glad all of you are, are here. And as, as Randy says, this is really a, a celebration. And for me, uh, something about the songs that, that really got to me is in, in the middle of these things, it's easy to look at a lot of you know, what you don't know and the unknown, but what we do know is we serve, you know, the living God and he is moving us all forward as followers of him. For those of us who've decided to follow him, he's, he's moving us forward into the unknown to really make a difference, uh, on this earth. And so like Randy said, this is, this is the greatest thing on the face of the earth to to be a part of. I want to start by, uh, before I I hand the baton off, I want to just, um, kind of have some words of, of affirmation and honor for those who, have allowed me uh, to lead uh, here. And so I, I really want to, to kind of thank uh, three people, um, three groups specifically. First, uh, the man you just uh, heard from, Randy Lanthrop, I want to, to thank him uh, because when he uh, brought me on staff at Church in the Valley uh, in 2006, uh, like he mentioned, he was handing me a, a stewardship uh, to lead uh, really the congregation that he founded and he was shepherding. And so um, I've really tried to take that seriously in a way that honors God and handles the stewardship uh, that he's uh, given to me. But for me, Randy has really set the pace in all of that he's described, a man who is willing to sacrifice to extend uh, the kingdom of God forward. And Randy mentioned some scripture from uh, Paul uh, to Timothy. And there, there's actually a verse that God has really used in my life the, the last five years, which I want to share from you. And you can see it up here on the screen. And it says, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, uh, fulfill your ministry. In the last few years, I've been coming back to what is it that that I need to do in my role and responsibility uh, to lead this church, to lead my family, and and really every aspect of my life. And I kept coming back to this charge that Paul made uh, to Timothy. And really, this... This clause is this, this idea of you need to fulfill your ministry. You need to, with your breath, until your last dying breath, you need to do everything you can uh, to live this out. And sober-minded is this, this idea of you're self-controlled and you, you trust God in the middle of uh, the pressure. Uh, endure suffering is you don't, you don't crumble as you're in that pressure and you really stand under hard things. Uh, doing the work of the evangelist is that laser-like focus that everything we do is a part of sharing with others who don't yet know Christ the difference that he makes in a life. 
And that's what you're always supposed to do. That's supposed to be the center of, of everything. And then the fulfill your ministry is, is leaving nothing undone, uh, handling it and, and being faithful. And so God's really used this in my life to help kind of move me forward and, and guide me on. And as I was thinking about this and reflecting, what I realized for me is Randy Lanthrop has been this person in my life. And what Paul was telling Timothy as his protege was, this is what I have done. And I charge you to do the same thing. So live as I have lived. And so I want to thank you, Randy. I looked at you. That was a mistake. (laughs) It was fine right here. Safe zone, not safe zone. Safe zone, not safe. Um, I just want to thank you for the example that you've set for me. Uh, This verse and the sacrifice of your life. And Randy... He started building into me when I was 21 years old and uh, knew a lot more then than I do now. (laughs) But over the years, he's been very patient with me and really he's come alongside me and he's led me and he's been not only my mentor, but a friend and he's been my leader, my pastor, my boss all all together. And uh, you've done that well. And so I, I have a gift I'd like to give to you. come up. Uh, This is a sign that um, Paul charged to to Timothy, which I just read. And I wanted you to have this as a reminder that this has been your example to me. And uh, many men would say the same. So thank you, bro. Uh, second, I want to uh, express, express appreciation to uh, the Church in the Valley, Alhambra congregation. Um, now, this is harder because now where do I look? <laughs> there is no safe zone. Um, in Titus 3, an, another verse really, which is, is kind of this, these books of, of leadership and getting the church started. Here, here's something that, that Paul tells uh, the church. And it says, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. And I, I wanted to just commend all of you that you have been a fruitful congregation who have banded together to move the, the mission forward. And all of you have been a joy to lead. I want to thank specifically the Church in the Valley staff who've really um, come alongside me to discharge the duties of ministry to get things done in this congregation. And so Ben Montgomery, thank you for all that you've done. John Rickert. Are you here, John? Thank you. And uh, Amy Hines is on a vacation, but thank you, Amy, as well. Uh, those three uh, specifically have taken a portion of the ministry and uh, led that, and they've done that under my leadership. And then for all of you, uh, all of you volunteers, uh, you have sacrificed um, so much time and your money and your talents, everything that God's given you to make this church go. And I just want to thank you uh, for that. Uh, last, I want to just affirm and encourage Jeep uh, before I pass uh, the baton up uh, to him. Uh, in Titus, another charge to uh, leaders in the early church. Uh, this was uh, what he said to Titus 2.2. He said, older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. 
Uh, this is a description of an elder and a leader in the church. And Jeet, this is a description of you. Uh, this is who you are. And one of the things that's been really neat as we've seen God raise you up to take this position, um, I can see this in your life. And as people have affirmed this decision, they've been speaking out of this. And I just want to walk through some of what I already uh, mentioned when I talked about 2 Timothy 4, 5. But this idea of being sober-minded is steady in the midst of pressure. Uh, dignified, it actually means you're a respected man. And you are. Uh, you're self-controlled. You're sound in faith and love and steadfastness. There's a sense in which people have seen your life and you're trustworthy and they can count on you. And as I pass this baton to you, I do so knowing this is the man that you are. And you have many skills and talents, but what I'm most encouraged by is the character that you possess uh, to lead it uh, forward. So if you could come up, I'd like to pass the baton to you. As Randy says, this baton is more uh, symbolic uh, than anything else. But I wanted to just read a passage in Hebrews 12, which describes uh, really the, the, the journey of, of following Christ. And it's actually a race that, that we're supposed to run. And, and this is what it says. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And you'll see they're highlighted. Uh, what, what Jeep is doing is Randy uh, described as he's really carrying on this leadership. And uh, I'm confident that you're going to do that in a way that's going to honor God and is going to bless people. And I also know that you do this with fixing your eyes on Jesus and running uh, with endurance. And so I want to hand this off to you. And I'm going to be praying for you. And like uh, Randy and I mentioned, we're here for you to help you as you step into this brand new role. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much. This is a lot heavier than it looks. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this is really something. Um, what a privilege and what a responsibility to be entrusted with. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I um, just, you know, the, the, I, great, I just want to say that I greatly respect the two men that just got done speaking. And I'm very grateful for the leadership and the input that they've had in my life. Just very, very grateful for that. And I'm also, uh, I'm also just very, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to just be a part of what God wants to do through this church and our community. And, uh, it's an exciting thing for me. Um, I wanted to just talk just a, just a brief minute this morning about like where we're headed as a church and then just some encouraging things uh for myself and then I want to make a few commitments to you guys um as we as we head out. And so um you know 
I looked at as I was thinking about like you know where 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 will we head as a church from this point, and the verse that came to my mind as I was spending some time thinking on that was is in Acts, and it's when Paul is actually telling the story of how he came to Christ, and he's telling someone this is how I came to Christ and. This is what Jesus actually said to me. And there's some words that Jesus said to him that painted a picture for what what uh, Paul's life was going to be about. And he told him, you know, he, he said, you're going you're to be reaching out to the Jews and the Gentiles and all the unreached people. And this, and I'd like to just take a look at this verse. This is Jesus talking to Paul and he says, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. I really think this is, this is really just a picture of what God really wants our church to be about um, as we go forward. Um, that phrase, those who have been sanctified by faith in me, what this really means, it just means changed lives. It means changed lives. It means that uh, there were some folks that they began, their eyes were open. They began to see that they were in darkness and that there was another path. And they put their faith in Christ. They were they received forgiveness of sins, and then they walked with God, and their lives completely changed. And I can tell you that I look back to my life, and I know the point where I connected to God in my life. There's something about this spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's a, you know, my life, my life will never be the same. It's completely changed. And I know that I want to be a part. I want to be a part of, uh, where do you put a baton when you're done with it? I, I'm going to put it right back here. Um, I want to be a part of what God's doing, and I want to be a part of what he's doing in the world that other people could uh, could really have their lives changed as well. So I, as we move forward, our focus with the church is really to help open people's eyes and uh, that they could move from darkness to light, receive the forgiveness from Christ, and then walk with him in such a way that their lives really change over time. That's really what, that's really what we're going to be about. And then, you know, as Alex and I have been working on the transition, and I've been looking at another transition of leadership in Scripture between Moses and Joshua. Now, that was announced like three years or so before it happened. And so for a long time, Joshua and Moses worked shoulder to shoulder. And that's really what it's been like with, with Alex and I over the past several months is we've been working shoulder to shoulder. And uh, it's, been, it's been a real great experience. And then, you know, it came close to when Joshua was going to be taking over this responsibility. And it started to get really real for him. And I can, re- I, I'm relating to Joshua a lot more, uh, than I had in the past. But, you know, it's just getting real, real. And it's like, you know, this, these, these are the things that really matter. This is things that God is really doing in the world. And God encouraged Joshua. And I want to take a look at this passage where it's what God said to Joshua as he's taking on that leadership. Joshua 1, 8 and 9 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
God, I, God really encouraged him with at, least, with at least two things. And the first thing was he really gave him the path to progress and success. He gave him the path to progress and success. He, he said, pay attention to what God's word says and then deeply reflect on how it applies and then carefully do what he says. He said, if you do that, then after a period of time, you'll look back and you'll see progress and you'll see success. And I think that was really encouraging, really encouraging to Joshua. And then I think he, he really encouraged him. One of the ways he encouraged him was just reminding him that he put him in charge in the first place. He told him to do this. And he said, in fact, if I were to paraphrase what he says next, it'd be, it'd be something like, didn't I tell you to do this? So get a grip on your responsibilities and lead with courage. And don't get hung up on fear and worry and discouragement. Uh, and I'm going to be with you and we're going to go do this together. That's, that's how I, that, if I were to paraphrase, I think that's what God was telling Joshua. And I think Joshua, there was a spring in his step and he realized it wasn't all him. It was really what he and God were going to do together. And uh, that's very encouraging to me. Because that's, uh, that's exactly the way that I see it as well. So as I take on, as I take on this privilege and responsibility, I want to make just a, just a, a few commitments. Now these aren't the only commitments I'm going to make, but this is, these are some commitments I want to bring up today. And that is, I commit to walk with God and to follow Him and to take His Word very seriously. That changed my life and I, I'm going to, I'll continue to do that. Another thing I want to commit to is just, I commit to leading this church to accomplish the mission that God has before us. That over time, if as this church goes through life, that they're in its wake, there would be changed lives. That there'd be lives that were changed because this church existed. And that's what I, I commit to leading us to uh, really to attempt to accomplish that. And then I, I commit, I commit to care for the people of this church and to work to connect the Word of God to our real lives. Like that's, that's something that I just really want to, really want to spend time with. And then I, the last thing that I want to just bring up, one thing I commit to is to continue to learn and grow. Uh, you know, my, I've been a pastor now for, uh, about three minutes or, well, <laughs> well, maybe six. I don't know. I, I talk a lot, but, uh, but I have a lot to learn. And Proverbs 4, 4.13 says, Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. And I'm going to take that very seriously. And I, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to grow in. And I commit to learning and growing in it. And, uh, you know, and, and to that end, I, I commit to just working on how I communicate through all the different organizations here at the church. And I also just uh, to really communicate to listen. I, I mean, I really uh, I commit to listen, get some feedback as we go along, as we need to make adjustments as we go along, I really commit to listen and uh, to make decisions uh, that, that really lead us down the road to make a difference. So with that, I'm just really glad. I'm all in, and I'm excited to be here. And so what I'd like to do now is I'd actually like to ask uh, Alex if uh, if he could come up and just share with us some things that they're going to be doing in their church lives, uh, just to give us a little a synopsis of what they're going to do. So Alex, why don't you come back up?
Thank you, Jeep. This is really encouraging uh, for me, and um, I'm excited for you. Really am. Uh, I want to just briefly uh, just give you a picture of uh, Ridgeview Church. Um, as has been mentioned, uh, the reason we're we're transitioning out is is to start a new church. And uh, the reason we need to start new churches is because we need to reach more people. And as Jeep described in that passage, there's many people that don't yet know Christ who are blind. And they're in darkness, and they need somebody to tell them the difference of who Jesus is, how they can connect to him so the lights can actually turn on, so they can see for the first time. Uh, so that's really why why we plant a church, is to go into an area where people are blind and, and can see for the first time as God draws them uh, to himself. And so I want to, first off, introduce to you uh, the team of Ridgeview Church. Uh, many of them, uh, most of the team is from our Ontario Ranch campus. And so I want to just give you uh, some faces to the names uh, so you could be uh, praying for us. So I'd like to invite the launch team. Why don't you guys come up here and then I'm going to introduce you. Just go ahead and fill in here on the, the front. Scoot on in. This is Ridgeview Church. So, amen. The, um, Many, many people ask, like, how are, how are you feeling as you, as you trans, transition out? And, it, and it's very uh, bittersweet. And that, that is the, the key word. It's, it's this hard process of saying goodbye to one group and a sweet process of seeing how God will use us to help people come to know him. And so I want to just introduce this team again so you could really be praying uh, for these people. And so on the end here, this is uh, Pablo and Sammy Rangel. Uh, this is Ali Goebel, Jody Whited. Um, I'm Alex Barrett. Nice to meet you all. Uh, this is the Barrett clan. This is uh, Levi. This is Jude. This is Katie. Uh, these are our kids. And this is Samantha, my wife. You guys know her. And this is the Barry family. That is Joel Barry at the back and Emily Barry and their kids, Olivia, Mason, and Dylan. And so we're going to embark on really this new adventure uh, together. And um, you guys can go. So thank you. As I mentioned, we, we would just greatly appreciate uh, your prayers. And I just want to briefly describe what um, we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be all moving into the North Fontana area. Our family moved June 23rd. Um, Jody and Allie moved yesterday. Uh, Pablo and Sammy are moving August 11th. And Lord willing, the Berries are moving very soon. Uh, they're selling their house in uh, West Covina and moving. And so the idea is we, we need to move into the area and we need to meet lots of people, we need to build relationships, and we need to tell them about Jesus. And already we've seen uh, God work. Um, we've had our first person who says, when you, when you guys get started, I want to be one of the first people to get there. And uh, when you move somewhere, you're like, thank you, Lord, for that. We've got one. <laughs> and may he continue to do that. And then we just met neighbors uh, this past week. 
and we hung out with them. We've hung out with them about three different times. And the lady, they, they've moved there four years ago. And she said, I have one friend. And she lives in, in Rancho. And right then, both Sam and I, we didn't you know, talk to each other, but we looked at each other. And it was like, that's why we're here. We want people who are, are alone and disconnected to connect to the living God and to be a friend and to, to usher those people uh, towards Jesus. And so, uh, again, we, we just appreciate the prayers. Uh, we serve a powerful God. And as Jeet mentioned, we know that he is the one who is going before us. He's walking with us. And he's going to take us to the places that we need to go and the people that we need to share with. And so right now we're going to be meeting a lot of people, getting things organized for the beginning of our services, which will start in October. We'll have monthly services October through January. And then our grand opening is uh, set for February 10th, 2019, Lord willing. And so if you could be praying uh, for us in the next few months, that by the grand opening and as things get rolling, that we'll be able to reach the people that God's calling to himself. All right. Uh, actually, Alex and I would like to, to pray for each other and uh, and our congregations. I'd like to ask uh, if the advisory team could come join us uh, on the stage as we as we pray. Thanks, guys. I'd like to pray for Alex. Dear God, Father, uh, as Alex and his team uh, head out on this adventure, God, I pray that uh, I pray that you'd really make them very effective. God, I pray uh, I pray for wisdom as they make decisions on just uh, how they're going to orient things, how they're going to do their planning, how they're how they're going to approach the way they launch. God, just uh, just pray you give them wisdom and discernment for just understanding the area they're in, the people they're meeting, and God, that they would uh, have just have good. Uh, one thing, well, one thing your word says is that uh, noble men have noble plans, and with noble plans they stand. And God, I just pray you give them noble plans. Then, God, I pray that you really use them. I pray for uh, I pray for opportunities, like uh, he just mentioned, that you would just uh, give them divine appointments with people that you've been preparing. And they've been waiting for a time such as this. God, I pray that you would just help connect them to the people that you have been preparing. And God, I pray that you just uh, help them to build this uh, this beachhead of ministry in this new area. And God, I just I just want to pray for unity amongst their team. God, as they walk with God and as they walk with each other, I just pray that you would really give them uh, with one heart and one mouth just the ability to glorify uh, your son, Jesus Christ, in a way that really makes a difference in people's lives. God, I pray you really bring them together and they work as a team. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to pray for Jeep. I'd like to pray for Jeep and all of you guys in this congregation. So let's pray. God, we thank you for your word, which strengthens us and gives us the resolve we need to move forward to do your will. And I thank you that you have called Jeep to yourself, that he knows you, he walks with you. And God, I also thank you that you've raised him up to take on this responsibility to lead this church. 
God, you love your church. You have laid your life down for your church. And God, we just want to follow your example to extend your name to the ends of the earth. And thank you for all that you've done to bring us to this point. So I pray for strength and wisdom and discernment as Jeep takes on a new responsibility. I pray for his transition uh, from the Army Corps of Engineers that he'll be able to end in a way that will finish well with all the people that he works with. Give him just insight in how to do that, how to share what he's doing and what he's a part of, and that you'll even use that in the lives of people that he currently works with. God, as he takes on this new responsibility, I ask God that you will protect him and you'll bind the enemy from him and his family. I thank you for his family, for the example that they've set in this congregation, for Kate, for their kids. Thank you for the blessing that they are to so many. I pray that you'll continue to multiply their ministry. And I pray for this church, God, that you will, again, like Jeep prayed, that you'll bring unity and you'll allow every person here to see how you brought them to a place to make a difference in a significant way based on who they are and what you've called them to do. And so we thank you in the name of Lord Jesus and your praise and honor be due your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> well, I'm as we uh, as we wrap up uh, the service today. There's been a lot of moving pieces. I'm glad you guys have just kept up with all that. Uh, I actually just would like to uh, I'd like to present something to Alex and Sam. And so, if you guys wouldn't mind, Alex, you thought you didn't have to come back up again. What? Why don't you, if you guys could come back, because. Uh, we have something we want to give you. The uh, the membership. Hope we can get through this. Um, the membership of this church, we greatly appreciate you, and uh, we just wanted to show that, and we wanted to show that, and uh, we put together uh, just a uh, some funds we thought could help you get your house ready for life and ministry. And if there's another need you guys have, this is totally adaptable to whatever it is you guys would need. But we wanted to give this to you guys. Thank you so much for what you've done for our church. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, uh, be encouraged. Now I can give my message. No, that's not true. That's it. <laughs> not, not true. Not true. Sorry. For, something like that's not even funny, G. Okay. Um, <laughs> guys, actually, the last thing I, I'm going to do is I just want to invite, I want to invite everyone here, uh, right after, right as soon as service is over, I just want to invite you up. We're going to have a party to celebrate the Barretts up in the courtyard. And so, uh, right after, just head on up there and, uh, we're going to have, there's some snacks out there. Feel free to just have some snacks, start just connecting with people. And then there'll be a few remarks, um, just, uh, a few remarks, uh, right there after we get some sound things set up and then we're going to have some cake. Now cake brings people together. You just, uh, <laughs> cake is a beautiful thing. So we're going to have some cake after that. And, uh, so please come join us. So it'd be right after the service. So I'd like to ask, uh, the band to go ahead and uh, come back up and we'll continue. Thank you.